Welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. In this episode, Beth Deemer, Director of Affiliate Services at Heartbeat International, will be speaking with Heather Featherston of Lifetime Adoption about what she's seen and heard since the Dobbs decision and what this means for the adoption world. But before we get started, our sponsor for today's episode is Extend Web Services. The Extend Web Services team realizes that you have more important work to do than design a new web page or troubleshoot a web program. Extend sets you free to focus on your core mission while still giving you the strong online presence your clients need. Their services include web design, social media, Google ads, local search, and more. So if you're ready to create a website for your center or give your current one a makeover, but you don't know where to start or what to include, contact the team at extendwebservices.com. Make sure your website includes important information on topics like abortion, contraceptives, abortion pill reversal, and adoption. Extend customers can even include the option line chat box on their website so that visitors have someone to talk to right away. Visit extendwebservices.com to find out more. All right, Beth, I will let you introduce our guest for today. All right. Thank you, Christine. Heather, it is so good to have you here with us. Um, We are excited about today's topic and the fact that you're our guest to talk about it. I do want to just start. I know that most often um, our listeners and our affiliates are um, exposed to you through our conference because you've been a workshop speaker um, several times. Mm -hmm. Uh, but so let's just go go uh, for a few minutes about your background and you want to talk a little bit about lifetime. Just fill us in a little bit. Sure. I'm so happy to be here, Beth. Uh, my name is Heather Featherston. I have been with Lifetime Adoption for 20 years now. This uh, just celebrated my 20th anniversary there. And we are uh, an adoption agency that provides services to pregnant moms and moms, you know, parenting young children who want to explore adoption for those. We do that nationwide. We also are excited to provide free training to pregnancy centers to empower them to speak the truth, speak accurately about modern adoption to women who are considering their choices. We found that many centers uh, and, and many, actually many women don't know what modern adoption is like. So it's really hard for them to make an informed decision if the information that they have about adoption isn't what what we're seeing in modern adoption today and how that looks. So like I say, at Lifetime, we're happy to to provide those services and training nationwide to uh, to moms and to, to pregnancy centers. And, you know, it's something I'm passionate about. I've been coming to Heartbeats Conference for many, many years, both as an exhibitor and as a workshop speaker. So I'm thrilled to be with you today and, and talk about some of the new things that, that we're seeing, especially since the Dobbs decision. Wow, thank you. Um, hey, congratulations, 20 years. That's no small <laughs> thing. That is incredible. And I appreciate your dedication. And I know you have been so instrumental to our pregnancy health leaders on the subject of adoption and that training that you're talking about and hearing you at conference. One of your conference workshops uh, that you've offered in the past has been modern adoption. And I know you talk about in that workshop the idea that social media and instant communication really has changed our world and has uh, changed what a client expects, what she wants when it comes to um, the, the choice of adoption. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so we've been talking about that. And then we've had this little thing happen recently um, in this decision, which is certainly going to, I think, it, it, uh, excel that, change mm-hmm. that. Let's jump in here for a minute. Let's start with what the Dobbs decision felt like for you as a pro-life adoption agency. You want to give us a little commentary on that? You know, it was... <sighs> You know, I, I think it would have been more of a of a excitement if we hadn't had that preview a few months earlier, but it was it was really quite surreal. Um, personally, I was I was raised in a home that um, my dad was a small town doctor, my mom was an OB nurse, so I grew up in an environment. They together delivered thousands of babies in in the town I grew up in, so life and babies and and these things were a part of my life from my earliest memories that was the dinner talk dinner table conversation and so to suddenly be living in a in a post row world was was very surreal um from a professional standpoint in adoption really when that decision was leaked we started seeing an increase in I'll say general activity. It's not necessarily an increase in adoptions because it's important to understand that women don't call adoption agencies saying, I'm ready to make that decision. You know, where do I sign? What do I do? The most common question we answer is, what is the adoption process like? What can this look like for me and for my child or my baby? What, you know, what do I need to know? So, so for us, we do a lot of education to moms. But like I say, once that decision leaked, all of a sudden we had a lot more interest in learning about adoption. And for us, that that level has been sustained. I'm excited and I'm hopeful that we will get more calls, not just from moms, but also from um, pregnancy centers or even other medical professionals who need to learn about what modern adoption is and can offer as they are educating their own clients. Beth, you mentioned the the social media and the instant communication, and that's something I want to just address briefly as well. One of the ways that moms are reaching out to us is our 24-hour text line. They can get help in those questions confidentially and any time without having to pick up the phone, which we know this generation is a little bit more hesitant to do because they are so used to having the world at their fingertips in their smartphones. So that's something that that we're, you know, super excited to be able to provide as well as adoption coordinators on staff 24 hours a day so that even centers, if they have a mom who wants to talk about adoption, they can call from the counseling room and suddenly there's an adoption coordinator right there in the room with them on speakerphone. So being able to have access to that information right away is so valuable as women are making these life and death decisions. And they have to be able to do that from a place of being informed. And like I say, now that now that we're living in a world that is is really changed so quickly, it's even more important that everyone has the information to to be able to talk to clients about modern adoption, what it looks yeah, like today. Yeah, that is um, so good to hear. It's good to hear that 
the what we call uh, at Heartbeat pathways. We, we are looking at how do we expand pathways and the idea that she can text and the idea that a center mm-hmm. can uh, immediately connect and give her what she needs as she's exploring that option. That's just phenomenal. Um, you mentioned too, you know, this this isn't an instant change, right? Because I think clients now understand with some of the abortion restrictions and the overturn of Roe um, that they're going to need to consider maybe other options. And so adoption, of course, uh, has a new platform to be one of those other options that they're looking at now more so than ever. It's always been there, mm-hmm. but now it's maybe more of a tangible option for her. And so, again, her understanding modern adoption, and not only her, but some of the providers that you talked about, because there's a lot of misinformation out there, Heather. I know you you would agree with that. There's people that are saying there aren't enough people willing to adopt, or adoption's too hard for mothers to emotionally handle. And there's so many claims going around on social Mm -hmm. media. Let's talk about that for a minute. How do we... Uh, handle that or how do we address uh, that misinformation? There certainly is a lot of that. In fact, I I posted on a, a friend of mine's meme she shared last just last night about this very same thing. One of the biggest myths is that adoption and foster care are very related. In reality, they could not be more separate. When pregnant moms today, say moms who no longer have abortion access, when they are looking at adoption, they are looking at adoption where they can choose the parents, they can they can literally and physically place the baby in the family's arms, and an attorney is the one who goes ahead and does all the legal work. Foster care, the state, that is 100% not involved. The children in foster care have been by and large removed for neglect or abuse. They um, may have been surrendered by the mother to foster care. Many of those children, in fact, two thirds of the children in foster care are not even available to be adopted. So a lot of people say, well, you know, there's, you know, if if people really want to make a difference, they'll go adopt a kid in foster care. And certainly you can make a difference by adopting a child who is available to be adopted from foster care. But the children who are waiting in foster care to be adopted are not moms who couldn't have an abortion. Those babies are are wanted. They are the, the moms are cherished and loved just as much as the baby is in a modern open adoption. So, you know, one of the things I have done is be able just to speak truth from that and really just say, you know, modern adoption is very different from foster care. That is just a fact. The children waiting in foster care typically are not available to be adopted. Foster care's focus is reunification. So that's that's one of those myths. Another myth you mentioned, Beth, is there's not enough parents to adopt. There are far more parents ready, waiting, willing to adopt. That's, it's just not, not true. Um, One of the other things I've seen recently that, oh, I just can't tell you how upset it makes me, is that people, um, families waiting to adopt only want to adopt 
Caucasian babies or healthy babies. And that also is not true. They're, they're, I mean, at Lifetime, we have families waiting to adopt babies of any race, any um, substance exposure who were born addicted. We just helped a mom in June tragic case. She and her husband had planned this baby. This was this was a planned pregnancy. They were married. This was going to be their first baby. But whatever happened during delivery, there was a the baby had a hypoxic episode and had brain damage on delivery. They just because of their life and how how what was going to be needed to take care of this baby, they called us. We had 18 families step forward and say, we would love to adopt that baby. And this was a baby. They don't know if it, if she's going to have cerebral palsy, they don't know. They don't know what her limitations or abilities are going to be because she has brain damage throughout all parts of her brain. So to say that, that these babies are not wanted or that only certain babies are adoptable is a hundred percent false as well. Um, You know, like I say, it's for me, 20 years of doing this, I am so honored to be able to see God's hand at work every day in the work I do. And that includes ensuring that that all these babies have, have loving homes and families, and there are never a shortage of adoptive families. Yeah, that's just phenomenal to hear and to know. Um, yeah, we need to just debunk those myths and get that information out there as wide and far as we can. Right. You know, Heather, uh, I'm sure you're aware of this, but in our pregnancy help world, you know, outside of what we've just talked about, I think the biggest myth is the idea that adoption is just too hard for our clients, for mothers to handle mm-hmm. emotionally. Uh And we talk in our training, in our core training for client advocates about how in an unexpected pregnancy, you have the option uh, to make a redemptive choice. And adoption to me is the greatest redemptive choice ever. And so the emotional side of that is when that client can see how sacrificial she's being, how she puts that baby first and makes an adoption plan it's life-giving. It's not, uh, it's not this emotional hardship. I mean, it's always hard, of course. But can you talk about that a little bit? You and bet. How, yeah. And that's really, you know, Beth, the core of modern adoption. In modern adoption, a woman has, first off, the choice of parents. She can see a variety of parents that are open to adopting her baby. And in that they're they're all very different you know they different races they're different interests different talents different abilities different um, places they live um she can see and talk to them as she makes her decision that's not something you necessarily have to decide okay i want adoption now i look at families it can be part of exploring adoption and what we hear from many moms is after they've talked to adoptive parents, it has helped them kind of get over that first hurdle. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see doing this. And and that's for a number of reasons. First off, they get the opportunity to actually start seeing what this will look like in their mind's eye. They are able to hear from the adoptive parents what a blessing 
this mom's choice would be to them. They are able to talk about what that future contact can look like so they can, you know, start formulating a plan for the future. And again, this is all before she's made a commitment. This is as she's exploring it. So she's learning about it. She's learning about these people who suddenly she says something like, you know, I felt like I knew them already, or I felt like there was this connection. And and really, it's what many of us have experienced when you meet someone and it's just a fast friendship, or it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known you forever and I've only known you for three days. Um, it, that's what they kind of start seeing. And, and it all is in this common commitment and love for this child. So what the moms start to feel is they start to feel cherished. They start to feel like they they are valued. They see that they have a role to play in their child's life. And this is, again, we're just exploring adoption. And at any time, they have the freedom and ability to say, you know what? No, I, I just, I don't think I can do this. And that's okay. But this lets them really move forward at their own pace And often by the time they're at the hospital and they've decided, yes, this is what I want to do, they have such a a sweet, honest, um, genuine commitment with the family that, you know, they're able to feel bittersweet in the moment. They're able to go through the grief, but they're proud of the decision they've made. For many women, the the adoptive parents become a second family, an extended family, who will continue to go on and cherish and love the mom as well as the baby. And the flip side of this for adoptive parents is they also are experiencing bittersweet. It's the sweetness of that joy of, of, you know, usually they've been through infertility, but they also have made such a deep connection with the birth mother that their heart's breaking for her as she's going through the grief of it. So, so this is where the, the modern aspect of adoption comes is in this, in this relationship that often neither one of them, the birth mother at this point or the adoptive parents knew that they would necessarily find, but it is what comes out of the adoption. And sometimes if you have, say, a young client, the client's mother may be very involved in this process too, and she may be part of this, this relationship. But but I love that you you use the word redemptive because that's often what it is. Because as we know, many of many of our clients have broken relationships in their lives. They could be broken relationships with, with their own parents. Maybe they came from a broken home and that plays into it. Many of them don't have the best relationship with the father of the baby. Some of them don't even know who the father of the baby is. And that broken relationship may be more internal in that that self-esteem place. So having, having the opportunity to really enter into this relationship that, like I say, they didn't know they would find truly can be redemptive. You know, one of the stories I told um, when I was uh, speaking at this last workshop, we had pictures and, and shared about um, a birth mother who, her name's Bressa. She placed her baby for adoption about, I want to say it was six or seven years ago. And she sent us updates recently. 
And she sent us updates of her and her daughter and the adoptive parents. They had all gotten, they get together for visits periodically, but they had all come together for Bressa's wedding. And the adoptive parents had had brought the daughter because she wanted her daughter to be her flower girl. But what was the most sweetest was she asked the adoptive dad of her daughter, who she chose, if he would walk her down the aisle and give her away to her husband. Again, her relationship with her own parents was broken, but she has this amazing relationship with the adoptive parents she chose for her daughter, so much so that they had a place of honor as she got married. And it just it's just a beautiful, like you said, redemptive story for her. Yeah, truly, truly it is. And so many beautiful opportunities for relationships that can be life-changing, just like what you're describing. Yeah. And we want our clients to have this option. We want them <laughs> to have those opportunities for redemption and relationship. Mm-hmm. The hurdle sometimes, Heather, and this is not going to be surprising to you, <laughs> is how do we open that up for them? How do we open the, op- the option of adoption when they realize um, – I can't get an abortion. You know, already we're hearing, and we've heard even before Dobbs and the overturn of Roe in the state of Texas with the heartbeat bill, right, that the law really can prove to be a little bit of a teacher. So it's the idea, like in Texas, oh, I'm past that heartbeat. Now I can't have an abortion. What do I do? And that's where our client advocates in all of the pregnancy help community has the opportunity to step in and open the option of adoption to her. We know, though, uh, that sometimes adoption is at the bottom of her list just because of wrong thinking, maybe, or things that Definitely. she's experienced. So I know all the pregnancy help people that are listening are thinking, ask the question, how do we do that? How can we be effective? Let's, let's hear what you have to say on that. And, and definitely. And that's something that coming to Heartbeats Conference so many years, I know, and I have heard, and that's why years ago we created a brochure and it's still one of our most popular brochures. And it says right across the top, I could never give my baby away. And I know, I know that's what you all hear. And the the best way to combat that is really to address it. You know, if you have a client that says, you know, you bring up adoption and there's many ways to bring up adoption. You know, have you thought about adoption for your baby? Tell me what you know about adoption. And I will tell you, Beth, every client knows and believes the myths about adoption. They don't know what modern adoption looks like for the same reason, you know, many medical professionals don't know what adoption looks like because we don't see these beautiful stories every day. They're not dramatic. They're not you know, it's, it's just not out there. So however you bring it up and, and your client is going to say, oh, I can never give my baby away. You know, that's where you start addressing the myths. You know, I could never give my baby away either, but I want to take just a minute to explain to you that adoption isn't giving your baby away. Now it may not be the right choice for you, but let me explain what it is. Maybe with what you learn, you can help a friend someday. And then you just go into the options. You can choose the parents. You can have contact in the future, even visits. It's like extended family. You can even choose how things go at the hospital. You can see and hold your baby. You can name your baby. And the best part is you don't have to make a decision today. 
You have the rest of your pregnancy to explore, to make a decision. And, and that little talk I just gave you, that's, that's what, what we developed. That's what we train centers on. But we also encourage centers to send her away with something about adoption. You know, be sure you have trusted resources. You have a, a solid um, referral list of adoption agencies whose values match your values, which is also something really important to look at today. Um, but don't send her away with nothing because even though she may not tell you she's interested in adoption, she may, you know, pull out her phone and, and Google it. And you want her to find your trusted referrals. You don't want her to find who's going to pay the most to get at that top ad spot on Google, because chances are that's an agency that doesn't reflect your values. So that's why it's important to, you know, know who you're working with, have those brochures on hand. And, you know, one of the biggest myths, Beth, that moms, pregnant moms, clients believe is that bad mothers choose adoption. So even if you have a client who says something like that, even if you get through your little talk and she's like, yeah, that's all great, but that's not for me, still send her with something. Because if she believes in her mind that bad moms choose adoption, she's not going to necessarily tell you her, her sweet client advocate who's here trying to help her. She's not going to say, hey, I'm a bad mom thinking about adoption. Of course, we know that's not true. But if that's what's playing in her head, or maybe that's been her experience. Maybe she has a friend who had a baby. That baby was removed by the state, placed into foster care, and her rights terminated. She can see very clearly, my friend's baby was placed for adoption, because she was a bad mom and lost her baby through the system, and now it's, it's gone. That's why these women believe that, or they hear the myths. Oh, there's so many kids in foster care. Nobody wants to adopt these babies. Again, it's, it's addressing the things that, that are coming up, that are being said. And, you know, having the conversation in that counseling room is, is so important. Don't ever ever let a client say, I could never give my baby away, be the end. Be sure she leaves with even just a two-minute little little few sentences understanding that modern adoption isn't goodbye forever. It certainly isn't giving your baby away. And it is a, a, a choice that truly does. It's what's best for my baby. And you can stay a part of that child's life. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know, that's why we've already talked about relationship and how important it is. And that's why we need to build that relationship uh, with the client so that we have the opportunity, um, again, at the core of our training for client advocates, it's the idea of planting a seed. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. Um, the timing right. is important. The relationship first is important mm -hmm. and planting that seed so that it's at least there when she has that time to be uh -huh. maybe alone and think through things uh -huh. that it's at least been introduced and she can take a look at it. So important. And, you know, Beth, one of the, one of the things I, I mentioned when I was kind of demonstrating what to say was telling a friend that can be a real key in, in really 
getting your client to listen. Because if you say something like, you know, maybe you can help a friend, all of a sudden you've taken the pressure off. And believe it or not, we have two moms who, who have adoption plans in place right now. And they were referred to us from friends. So planting those seeds Even though you may not know what grows, it may not be your client that chooses adoption. In fact, maybe your client leaves, you know, has somebody say, well, I'll take you out of state. You get an abortion. Maybe a year later, she comes back. She's got a girlfriend who's saying, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. And maybe she's the one that takes the seed that was planted in her and says to her friend, don't do abortion. It was too hard for me. I had learned about adoption and I want to tell you about it because I think that would have been a better choice for me. So you never know where, where those seeds may grow. And it is, it's so valuable just to plant those seeds. Yeah. And to be a seed planter, you don't have to be a client advocate in a pregnancy center. You bet. You know, a lot of our listeners are those folks, but some of them are not. Some of them are just supporters of pregnancy help. Um, and they have opportunities uh, in their circles of influence uh-huh. where they can also advocate for adoption as these situations come up. So it's a really good reminder about, you know, the idea for a friend, because we have social situations uh-huh. where you can plant a seed. It's, you, you know, your, da- your daughter's friend or uh-huh. someone that you know. So it's a really good point. And also, uh, real quick, Beth, we're also working with a couple grandparents right now who are struggling to parent grandchildren. You know, this wasn't their plan in life, but their children struggle with addiction and they're saddled with with children that they want to be grandma. They don't want to be mom every day. And that's a that's a beautiful option for adoption, too. And again, with modern adoption, they can still be grandma, which is which is just an, an amazing gift. Yeah, Heather, you've been so helpful. I so appreciate what you've shined a light on here for us today. Uh, again, the focus after uh, the overturn of Roe, it's increased and we all need to um, increase with it. And so <laughs> you've given us some good thoughts and tools and uh, in the modern adoption world. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your 20 years of dedication. Uh, We just pray God's blessing on the next 20 years. Thanks for being with us here today. Christine, we'll turn it back over to you. Hey, Heather, before we close out, how can our listeners find out more about the training that you said that you offered? They can call us. uh, Our 24-hour talk or text number is 800-923-6784. And their centers are more than welcome to use that number two to call. They, uh, we do free training. We do it live online so that uh, our trainer is we do it over Zoom or go to meeting and we will be right there in the room with you. We're happy to provide uh, material, brochures, even that little script I gave. We have that on a card we send out so that everyone can, can be equipped on how to talk about modern adoption. Awesome. Thank you. Well, hey, to our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Um, Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast.